Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. As we challenge each one of us to look at our giving, I want to thank you for tuning in on letstalkfaith.com, iHeartRadio, right here on AM 570 and 910, right here in Tampa Bay. Maybe you're listening on Red Nation Rising, iTunes, Google, or Stitcher. However you're hearing our show today, just know that we prayed for you and prayed that something we say will cause you to dig deeper into your faith and to connect in what you learn on Sunday with what you're doing all week long. It's all about whole life discipleship. It's all about each one of us understanding that when we met Jesus and we gave our lives to Jesus, everything about us should be changing and everything about what we do all day long should be impacted by our relationship with Jesus. Like our generosity. How does generosity shape your heart, my heart, to be more like our Heavenly Father, who is extraordinarily generous with us? How can we, as individuals, be more intentional and more strategic in our giving? Who is there to help us when we want to orchestrate big gifts that involve something maybe other than money? You know, as workplace believers, we need a partner with us to help us in our giving, to train us and to facilitate it. Let me introduce you to an organization that I know that can help transform the way you and I give. Today we're talking with Bob Collins and Chris Holdorf. Bob Collins, longtime, many-time guest on I Work For Him, and Chris Holdorf, the new CEO of the National Christian Foundation. Bob Collins, Chris Holdorf, welcome to I Work For Him. Jim, great to be here. Yes, thank you. Bob, why don't you introduce our new CEO of National Christian Foundation? Well, we are very excited to have Chris uh, joining our team and heading up this organization. You know, NCF has been around for uh, 33 years, uh, but Chris has been here for about 60 days. And uh, uh, But he has a terrific background for uh, the sort of uh, ministry work that the National Christian Foundation does. Uh, started off in the business world, in accounting and finance, uh, actually even at a very high level with international mergers and acquisitions. And then transitioned into the church world. It was an executive pastor of a church that went from only 90 people to over 4,000 people. So he knows how to deal with uh, a lot of growth in a Christian organization. And now, like I say, uh, just um, uh, late last year, uh, came on board with NCF. 
You know, and Chris, welcome to I Work For Him. I'm excited about NCF. You know I'm excited. We talked before the show. I I love your organization. And as I've gotten to know Bob over the last eight or nine years, it's exciting. Uh, I first met Bob, and he doesn't even remember the first meeting, but I first met Bob when I brought a bunch of rich guys who had a patent that they wanted to give to some people in in uh, uh, in the Dominican Republic, and I was referred to him by a guy in in uh, Lakewood Ranch. So long time connection, and and I've seen the ministry that NCF does and how it impacts people. But before we get to that conversation, and before we get to the break, it's 2017. How would you like the Lord? How would you like to see the Lord stretch you, shape you into more of His image this year? What specifically would you like to see Him working on in you? Well, you know, Jimmy, I thought about that, and and if you think joining a new organization. And uh, being part of leadership of a pretty broad organization with some incredible people, really my heart's prayer is that I would just stay surrendered to the Lord and that I would be dependent on him every day. Because, you know, you get into leadership and you feel like um, you have some things to offer. But when you start doing that in your own strength then um, you won't be successful the way God wants you to be successful. We got Bob Collins. He's He took the National Christian Foundation, the, the local office, and has grown it to be a, a multi-million dollar giving organization. He's raised up people from all over Tampa Bay and helped them get, get their Christian moldy money off the sidelines and active in the kingdom. And he's brought along the brand new CEO of the National Christian Foundation, who's based out of Atlanta, Chris Holdorf. He's only been with the organization 60 days, but we're so thrilled, Chris and Bob, to have you guys in the studio today. Thanks, Jim. Good to be here. So, Chris, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, this is this is a big deal. National Christian Foundation, you, you hear about it from coast to coast. I mean, you hear people talk about the impact on their lives. What made you decide to go, that's where I want to spend the next decade or two of my life? Well, it's going to sound like a really church answer, but actually it was a deep matter of prayer because I wasn't sure I did want to spend the next 10 years leading NCF. So coming out of the church world, where I knew that God had called me in to be a shepherd of people and touching a lot of lives, when uh, I was approached about coming on board at NCF, it was really a matter of prayer to see, is this really where the Lord is leading to taking me away from I knew where he had called me to into another role? And here's what I really found out through the process, that number one, through the prayer of many, many people and a lot of affirmation of different people that were recognizing the Lord would use my background for this new role, but also realizing that NCF or the local church is part of the same continuum, that is, the kingdom of God. Amen. So in one case, I'm sitting in people's living room, sharing the gospel, later baptizing them. That church work is really grassroots, organic. And then on the other side of this spectrum is the opportunity to be involved in the generosity movement where where people are taking what God has blessed them with and surrendering it to his work and being a part of that transformation of really counterculture thinking uh, of a heart matter to be able to give away, give back to the Lord the things that they have in his possession. So it really became a realization that, hey, this is the kingdom of God. Two different spectrums for sure, but the Lord had prepared me for this new spectrum of, you know, leading NCF. Bob, how exciting is it to hear the heart of the new CEO, a guy that you're working underneath and a guy that you're going to be supporting and and working alongside, to hear that heart for generosity? Because it's not 
A lot of pastors understand it, not as many understand it, but as a Christ follower, it's only in the last couple of years in my own life that I understood that generosity provided the last, that was my last frontier of freedom that I needed to understand. Because generosity is powerful and it's transformational. How cool is that to hear that from your new boss? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's, um, it's so important that the National Christian Foundation embraces and agrees with the values of the people that we serve. Uh, If you're a Christian giver, you're going to want to work with a Christian foundation that shares your values, that understands your motivations behind your giving and the impact that you're trying to have with your giving. And so to bring on, you know, someone who gets that and is going to extend uh, the the depth and breadth of, of the faith component of what we do is super important. But at the same time, it's also super important that we're very competent in what we do. And uh, Chris brings that as well uh, with his uh, tax and accounting uh, and business background. Uh, it also builds up our ability to serve people with excellence. You know, one of the things that you hear, unfortunately, a lot is that as a Christian charity, uh, are you competent? Uh, a lot of people really wonder, you know, uh, uh, they think, well, the competence exists in the secular world, but a charitable organization uh, may be mediocre. But the National Christian Foundation, we hold ourselves and, and the experience that we deliver to our givers is uh, as good as anybody. And I would echo that. Martha and I have a giving fund at the National Christian Foundation. I know people across the nation who have giving funds. And and the intricacy with which you deal with the details and the complexity of people's estates and the complexity of people's financial situations, you guys are experts at helping, this this is my opinion, helping get their moldy money active and impact in the kingdom. Because you, you can help liquidate assets of any types. I, I love that. I mean, what's the funnest asset that's not a word, I understand. What's the funnest asset you've ever helped liquidate? Well, I would say, uh, and it wasn't me directly, but we helped a guy with uh, nine uh, locomotives. See? Uh, that he, it really could be anything of value, you know, could be a charitable gift. And in his case, uh, yeah, we gave away a lot of uh, money worth of locomotives. And that is cool. We're talking today with about the National Christian Foundation with Bob Collins and Chris Holdorf. Here's the deal. As a Christ follower, we've been blessed. Some of us have been blessed with stuff. Some of us have been blessed with time. Some of us have been blessed with talent. Some have been blessed with lots of different things. If you happen to be one of those people that has some assets that you'd like to put to work for the kingdom, the National Christian Foundation can help you do that really effectively. Because sometimes we get gifts from people, and and we want to put our tithe to work on that gift, or maybe we want to put the whole gift to work. But maybe it was a car, or maybe it was a house, or maybe it was some land, or maybe it was a, you know, a bag full of gold coins. Maybe it was, who knows what it is. As Bob said right before the break, maybe you got nine locomotives given to you. What do you do with nine locomotives? I, I'm just kind of curious, Bob, what, what did you do with nine locomotives? It was actually a little bit of a funny story because uh, this gentleman in Texas uh, thought that he would save some money. Uh, this was when the Iron Curtain fell. You could buy Russian locomotives super cheap. And so he bought them, had them shipped to the United States, only to find out that the gauge didn't match oh, the no. tracks in the United States, which you would think would be kind of obvious. So he uh, he sat on them for a long time, uh, but then wound up giving them back to a Russian ministry, Christian ministry, who was able to then sell them uh, back in Russia and uh, and put that money to good use for Christian ministry there. 
How do you move a locomotive from here to Russia? I didn't do that. You didn't have to do that part. That's pretty incredible. And Chris, that's really what makes your job exciting because there's really no parameters around the the work that you guys do. I mean, you have goals, but you guys get to be creative in helping people do giving. That's what's fun. Yeah, that's really right. You know, what I've seen, uh, Jim, interesting is that there's a mindset of transformation in in the Christian community these days. And that is um, moving way past the whole notion of just simply tithing and really taking the things that the Lord has blessed you with, in some cases, a whole business. We have givers who have said that, um, you know, I'm, I'm tired of just giving my profits to the Lord. The Lord owns the whole business. And so NCF is able to take and and work with givers to really receive an entire business, allow that business to continue to operate, and yet it truly is owned by the Lord at that point. Mm, that's so cool. All right, so let's talk about you. You're the new CEO of the National Christian Foundation. So let's start asking some of these really tough questions because Bob wants to know, but he can't ask because he's you know he reports to you. So I'm going to ask because I don't report to you. I just have money there, so it's okay. So how has your faith, you, you've been a leader up to this point in time, you said you were a pastor. As a pastor, how good of a job did you do in helping your parishioners, the people going and sitting in the pews, how well did you do helping them understand the gift that generosity really is? Well, probably not very well. <laughs> I think that um, most pastors are somewhat reluctant, and the ones that are not reluctant don't really always do a very good job of talking about God's resources and wealth and so forth. But um, what really my attitude is, is when people find out the journey of generosity, when they really become in tune with that, their faith takes a whole new dimension. I mean, personally to me, Jim, if, if you show me a person that's actively sharing their faith and is living by faith in terms of their generosity, most of the time you'll find a person that's walking in the spirit, which is what we're called to do. Sure. And so I see helping people to fall in love with generosity as a way of really drawing them closer into a closer walk with the Lord. You know, I'll ask I'll ask you a question or just throw out a, a, an idea. I think there's a huge difference between giving and generosity. You know, you can look in the world today and find people giving lots of money to different causes. But is that really generosity? I would submit to you, if it's not grounded in Christ's love, there's always a payback to the giver. Mm-hmm. But the generosity movement, in terms of a biblical understanding of generosity, is all about giving to Christ. I, I, I think it's even bigger than that. So I'm, I'm going to challenge you this, because this is something, being one of those guys that sits in the pews, I think the church has lots of room to improve on teaching about the gift to a Christ follower in tithing in giving and in being generous that we that we pastors are so reluctant to talk about the tithe because they're like why you're always just asking for money is that all they ever care about is money i understand that that's not why pastors are doing it but pastors haven't been able to to turn the corner and go wait a minute have you ever looked at the scriptural benefits to tithing and being to taking tithing and then being generous to give giving on top of your tithe and to realize that hey none of the stuff you've got is yours don't hold on to it tight. God may be giving it to you to bless somebody else. I, you know, I love the crown ministry thing that I learned back in 99 was God's not blessing you to increase your status of living. Right. He's blessing you to increase your status of giving. That's right. But so 
how how are you planning on encouraging the body of Christ to understand that being generous will change their lives? I mean, because generosity is a transformational experience. Yeah. You know, really, Jim, I think it comes down to relationships. And so uh, I think evangelism today is all about relationships. And I think engaging people around generosity and giving is also about relationships. So, yeah, so as a pastor speaking from a pulpit and speaking to a lot of people, that's one thing. But as it comes when it comes to NCF and our ability to really engage people, it's going to be around relationships and the idea of credibility. You know, when we have an opportunity to come alongside a person that's been blessed with with perhaps the way the world would see it with a lot or perhaps the way the world would see maybe not so much, but they still have an opportunity to give, then our ability to build a relationship with them and on the basis of credibility and trust, be able to walk them into a new paradigm of what giving looks like. I think that's the key to helping people see Christ differently and to see their walk with him differently. Well, he said, Jesus said that he came to, so that we might have life and live it to the fullest. I don't believe, again, Jim Opinion coming out here, I never went to seminary, don't want to go to seminary. But he came that we might have life and live it to the fullest. I don't think we can live life to the fullest until we reach that spot where our wallet is no longer our own and we live in generosity. That's absolutely right. When you reach the spot that you realize you are entirely dependent on him, because when we hold on, when we say we're going to submit everything to the Lord, but then we hold back our wallet, well, we're really not then surrendered. Right. We're really not submitted. We are trusting in ourselves, And that's the great battle, isn't it? I mean, that is the great battle between the carnal heart and life that we were born with that is that is self-sufficient oriented versus completely trusting in the Lord. And, uh, and, and really, possessions is oftentimes the divide that demonstrates whether or not somebody has truly let go and trusting in the Lord versus holding back. And it's a battle every one of us, I include. Every one of us. Every one of us battles every single day. We're talking today with Bob Collins and Chris Holdorf about the National Christian Foundation. And really, we've gone into a generosity conversation, but that's what it's... It's an amazing part of the Christ-centered life that most people don't really talk about. And whether you've been given a lot or given a little, to be generous with it is transformational to your heart. Bob, here's a question for you. So you get new customers all the time. You've been doing this for how many years? How many years ago did you start with the Christian Legacy Foundation? It was about 13 years ago. Okay, so a long time. And you guys became part of NCF, the National Christian Foundation. How many years ago was that? It was 13 years ago. <laughs> so did you just run under – okay, so 13 years ago. Could I, so CLF was always a division under? Right, I, an affiliate is what okay, we call it. Yes. All right, didn't mm-hmm. know that. Okay, I just learned something right here on the air. Okay, so 13 years. Have you ever seen somebody come in going, you know, I got money to give – and, and and so they started a fund with you, but you were able to teach them about generosity. Were you able to w- watch a Jesus transformation of their hearts as you got a chance to teach them? Oh, absolutely. In fact, that's what drives you. That's why I've been doing this uh, for so many years. It's the transformation that you get to witness as you walk with families and business owners on this journey of generosity. You know, NCF's message of generosity is one of opportunity. You know, the Bible says not to give because of guilt or under compulsion because God loves a cheerful giver. And the reality is is that God's created the giving as an opportunity for gain, 
not in a prosperity gospel kind of way, but in terms of eternal gain and in terms of the blessings of living the generous life um, that is radically countercultural. But, you know, as Chris was saying, you know, it's ultimately about being able to surrender and trust God. You know, when you give generously, you learn that God is trustworthy. And the only way you learn that God is trustworthy is by taking a step of faith, a step of faith at some point. And that's why generosity is so powerful as a, a, a mechanism for spiritual transformation. Yeah, I like the way you put the, word, the emphasis on trustworthy. Not trustworthy, because a lot of us just kind of blow into that word. But trustworthy, that God is actually trustworthy. And, and, and that, is, that is a big step of faith. It's like I always picture that trustworthy statement in Indiana Jones and the uh, Temple, not the Temple of Doom, the uh, Last Crusade. When he's taking that step across the great chasm and his dad's going, Junior, just close your eyes and put your foot out there. And he, and he puts his foot out and he lets it fall and he finds this, the clear pathway. It was there all along, but he couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I use it as a visual because so many people saw that movie. But that's really what we're talking about. So, Chris, you, you've come into National Christian Foundation before you became the CEO 60 days ago. Had you been using NCF as a giver? So NCF is new to me as well, Jim. Okay. So um, giving has been part of my adult Christian faith since I became a believer, which I came up, I became a believer as an adult in life. Um, National Christian Foundation, as you said, is one of the best kept secrets in all of you know the church today, and so it's new to us as both from a standpoint of leadership and also a vehicle, an opportunity to free up our giving. So to be honest with you, prior to coming on board with NCF, no, I wasn't even an NCF giver. Well, I think a lot of churches might be intimidated by NCF, thinking that they're in competition when, in fact, no, you're facilitating things that they could never facilitate. But are you prepared to deal with that? Yeah, and I think you're right. A lot of pastors are afraid of the idea of even sharing information about their strongest givers to anybody. They almost have this proprietary attitude toward their congregation of believers. We call it territorial yeah. you know, pit bulls. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, and it's sad, isn't it? But it's a reality, and having been a pastor, I understand that, and it is yet a sad perspective it's to have. It's a faith step for pastors. It is. I mean, that, is. That, I mean it's, just, it's, just, it's just a different step of their faith that they need to learn to take. It's not, and, and I think it's part of it, which means it goes back to seminary. And I almost said cemeteries. It goes back because that's sometimes when people come out of seminary, they look like they've been to a cemetery. But it, it's sem- seminaries need to start teaching that. They need to start teaching that. That's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing. Well, but it's also freaky. Well, and I hope this is where NCF is different, because a lot of pastors are reluctant for good reason, because they've been taken. Mm. And I hope we're different than that. All right, we're talking today with Bob Collins and Chris Holdor from the National Christian Foundation. You know, and here's some some crazy statistics. We're going to get into who is the National Christian Foundation, what do they do, do? but here's some statistics. National Christian Foundation is the ninth largest charity in the United States. 15,900 people use their giving funds within the NCF to support charities. They can take care of non-cash gifts. They can help you liquidate those to actually put them into practice. Over $7 billion in grants or gifts have been given through the National Christian Foundation since 1982, and $10 billion in gifts as well. 179,000 checks have been written, impacting over 25,000 charities. Bob, why don't you just tell our audience, 
What is NCF really here for? The main thing NCF does is serve givers by offering giving funds. It's basically a way to have your own foundation, or maybe a better way to think about it is like a charitable checking account. So when you make a contribution into your giving fund, you get an immediate tax deduction. Uh, The money can then be invested and can grow within that fund, but you're still calling the shots and giving out grants to your favorite charities. This isn't about NCF taking over your giving, uh, but just serving you and helping you give to your favorite charities. But the cool thing about it is it gives you a way to manage your giving. And a lot of people haven't even thought about managing my giving. Uh, So this, you know, there's a lot of details about it. But in general, um, that idea of giving is something that you can manage proactively uh, is a game changer. And what I love about my giving fund. Martha and I were given a gift, which we then put in our giving fund. What I love about the fact is that it's sitting there. Yeah, I got the tax right. That's not why I did it. But I love that I know it's sitting there. And as the Lord prompts us to give, we go online to our little giving portal and we click give a grant and we find the company, we find the ministry or we enter the ministry and the money gets sent. And and I'm, you guys already have a filter that goes, uh, by the way, that's not a 501c3. You can't give a grant there. So you're already filtering stuff out, but it's super easy to do. And I can do a one-time gift or a recurring gift and and I could give a gift to my church right out of there. I mean, I could tithe in there and have it directed to my local church or my favorite charity. My local church may be my favorite charity, but it's so flexible, so easy to use, and you get statements. And I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. It's it's all about simplifying your giving, making it easier, making it more impactful, and ultimately more fun. Um, it's maybe a little bit hard to uh, uh, to grasp uh, until you do it, like you've done it, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this changes everything. Well, and and Chris, as you come to be the leader of this organization, what was the one single most thing that excited you most about becoming the CEO of the National Christian Foundation? Well, as I just sit here and listen to you, what uh, strikes me is we're part of helping making generosity joyful. You just described, Jim, the enjoyment, the, the pure joy that you get out of thinking about how to be a blessing in the lives of other people. And that's part of the whole beauty of NCF and the Giving Fund. But I think probably the biggest surprise that has been, uh, that, that has struck me since I've joined the organization, you know, I was recently asked that, in fact, and I know the person that asked me was expecting me to talk about some of the strategic issues and challenges and organizational design issues that we have to face to prepare us for the future. But that's not it. The biggest surprise for me has been the level of spiritual maturity and faith walk of the people that serve within NCF. They care about these givers. They pray for these givers. And, and they are motivated by the opportunity to serve the people that, that God is using and entrusting it with us the resources that God has given us. And listen, we have about 120 people in our national office. We have uh, 30 offices around the country. I've probably been able to visit seven or eight of those offices around the country so far. And it's the same everywhere I go. Within the NCF family, there are amazingly committed, faithful people that are just experiencing the joy of, of I work for him. And that's why they do it. Well, and it's all you're really doing giving discipleship. We I mean, and, and that's and that's what's been fun as I've watched Bob in action and I've watched Bob work with some pretty 
that he doesn't know I'm watching him, but I, I've seen him interact with some pretty heavy hitters right. all over Tampa Bay. And it's never about, hey, get me your money here. It's, let me show you what the Lord has in store for you. The, right. the Teaching the generosity. And again, it's that whole concept of, oh my goodness, if we would all just learn the benefit of generosity to our faith. I mean, it just, it's staggering. When you look at, okay, you, you've seen seven or eight offices. You, you've come into the CEO. You, when Anytime a new CEO comes in, they're always like, okay, well, he's going to be different than the last CEO. There's always a change. What is the one thing that you think you that's the biggest advantage you bring now to the National Christian Foundation? Which, by the way, you guys can find out more online about the National Christian Foundation at N, as in Nancy, C, F, as in Frank, giving.com, ncfgiving.com. Well, I think uh, part of the reason that the Lord led me to NCF and what I'm bringing, I think, is a combination of two things. Bob was so gracious in mentioning it early as we started the program. I do have a background, of course, in the whole tax world and the planning world and the financial world. And that is important because largely what we do is to make giving simple. But it is not simple behind the scenes. We take some very complex transactions and are able to help people fulfill their generosity desires through some pretty complex transactions. Complex transactions like what? So we just did one today, uh, this past week where we received a a really complex oil and gas interest. So here's here's a person uh, that's been blessed, successful in business owns an interest in a very complex oil and gas enterprise, and we're able to receive that interest into National Christian Foundation and in a very distinctive way, receive it and hold it so as it produces income, that income goes into kingdom purposes and at some point will be liquidated as well. So we call it the give and hold strategy. It's a very complex transaction. and so. But that doesn't scare you. No. Well, and you got guys like Bob that nothing scares exactly. Bob. I mean, Bob would take anything down. I mean, because Bob, you've gotten involved in mergers, acquisitions. You've gotten involved in real estate sales. You've gotten involved in. I mean, there's nothing that somebody can bring to you that you'd say, "Now nah, we won't help you liquidate that or, or get that to move for you." Well, yeah, in a way that's true. I mean, obviously, we do have uh, boundaries. <laughs> but, I'm not talking uh, about anything illegal. Yeah, exactly. Yes, do not bring your crack cocaine to the National <laughs> Christian Foundation. They will not help you liquidate that. I yes, understand. Sorry, yes. good, good clarification. So, uh, but you're right. You're right. I mean, NCF uh, prides itself, if we can say that in a Christian context, uh, at being very flexible and creative and helping our givers accomplish their goals and try to find a way to say yes to anything in any situation. And again, as long as it's legal, moral, ethical, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like. I didn't know where your mind was going. I'm thinking, oh yeah, there's people that have illegal things they'd like to get rid of. Yes, they will not launder your money. Okay, so, and again, we're talking with Chris Holdorf, the new CEO from the National Christian Foundation, and Bob Collins. Bob, what's your title today now? It's president of National Christian Foundation Tampa Bay. Okay, all right, because I, I, I know that you've you've got reaches now around the globe. I mean, you've been doing some traveling to, I mean, are you spreading the news of National Christian Foundation to other countries? Well, it is something we're exploring. I mean, we're not there yet, but uh, our our goal is obviously, you know, we've been very successful in the United States, and why not go to the rest of the world? Uh, Christians everywhere have these same issues and same opportunities. And that's, and it's just facilitating those opportunities. Chris, when, so far, 60 days in, What's what's one thing that you think, because of your new leadership style, you think you, you're going to be able to bring to the table that will help take uh, NCF to the next level? Right. So I think um, 
One of the things that we have to do as an organization is really described in 1 Corinthians 12, and that is in the diversity of who we are and the diversity of a local distributed network of of people like Bob here in Tampa, and we have others around the country, we have to be able to take advantage of the diversity of gifts and talents within a concept of unity as well. And so I'm bringing to NCF a notion of, of oneness that celebrates the diversity of our gifts, because it really will be, we need to be, we need to be one in terms of our value, in terms of our purpose, in terms of our mission. And that's what First Corinthians is talking about when Jesus said that we are one body with many members. Being one body, being unified does not mean that we're uniform. And so as we look at building relationships with people around the country, it's, a di- it's, it's different to do that in Tampa Bay as it might be to do that in Grand Rapids. And so we have to celebrate the diversity of the body of Christ and really the network of people that we have within NCF, but we have to be grounded in a oneness, in purpose, in values, and in the mission. And when we can accomplish that, what happens, Jim, organizationally, as a CEO, that's kind of the way I think, we unleash the power of the diversity of our offices. Okay. But you got 30 guys like Bob all over the country. Right. And every part of our country operates different. You mentioned Grand Rapids. I'm like, okay, could there be anything more different than Tampa Bay, Grand Rapids, Michigan, just nice little place? How how are those people going to know from you? How are guys like Bob going to know, number one, that you love them, that you support them? How are you going to communicate to them the importance of the mission, which they probably already get and you're just the new guy, but how are they going to know that you love them, support them, and you want to help make them better? How are they going to know that right. from you? Well, I have a I have a, an ethos, I think, that drives me as a leader. And that ethos begins with inspiring people with a vision. You know, I think the reason that Bob is doing this is not because of what he's making compensation-wise. He could be making 10 times what he makes at National Christian Foundation. But what inspires him is a vision about building the kingdom. So first and foremost... I'm going to bring, inspire people through a vision of what NCF can do. And being part of this generational wealth transfer that is occurring over the next 10 years and making sure to the best of our ability that we're part of seeing that wealth transfer go into the kingdom and not for secular purposes. Not into boats, cars, houses that they lose because they can't pay their property tax. Yeah, I can think of all those things. When you, you guys have both mentioned uh, the journey of generosity. Are you guys working alongside the generous giving people? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Because I've had John Cortinez, who's now their, their guy that's in charge of really reaching out to the millennials on there. But the generous giving people, I, I, that's a really cool organization. And I love to see Christian organ, Christ-centered organizations working together for the good. And, and between you guys and generous giving coming together, well, there's some real impact there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably a month ago, I was in a day-and-a-half retreat. Todd Harper, who's president of Generous Giving, was also part of that retreat. And in fact, the people that were at that retreat were National Christian Foundation leaders, board members, and the thing that was common among all of them is they had all been transformed into thinking through generous giving. Mm. It was amazing. And, and generous giving, that, that journey of generosity, their weekends that they do, everybody should go through one of those weekends. All right, here's a tough question for you. Okay, God's priorities for each one of us, him first. If we're married, our spouse, 
Number one, number two priority, number one ministry. Our children, number two ministry, number three priority, and then our work. How are you going to set an example for all 30 of those presidents and all those three offices and in, in keeping those priorities in place and respecting that they need to do the same thing? How are you going to communicate that they need to keep those priorities in place? So I'm going to give you an answer that's going to make your phones ring. All right. So I've given up. And, on, and by the way, Lynn, his wife, is in the studio with us. So he's really on the right. hot seat right now. So I've I've really come to the conclusion that this notion of, you know, how do you balance family work, church, how do you balance? And when we people use that word balance, I really have come to the conclusion that that is an absolute misnomer. Mm-hmm, I agree. The whole idea of balance is an artificial um, picture of what Christ is calling us to. What I think the real key to this is that is your life founded? Do you have a foundation on Christ? And is the foundation and your worldview so big and strong that it supports the different activities that God has called you into. Chris, here's just a simple answer for you. Does, does people have to have millions of dollars in order to deal with the National Christian Foundation? Do, no. do they have to have billions of dollars in order to, for you guys to help them? Absolutely not. No, National Christian Foundation is there to serve everyday givers, people that from all walks of life that just want to use what God has given them however they can for the kingdom's sake. No, we can, we can help the, the believer that is just starting out and wants to build a legacy of generosity from the very beginning. In fact, I would love to start out with those folks and work with them for years to come as God blesses them and they walk through their life of generosity. I love that answer, and I knew that answer, but I want to make sure people heard it from you, the CEO. All right, so this balance thing. Now, Bob, you heard your new CEO say, okay, balance, this Christian idea of balance is just ridiculous, and I agree. I, I mean— because there's sometimes in life where work really does take you know more of the the uh, pendulum, and there's other times the family takes more of the pendulum, and, and and as our kids get older, we have more free time because our kids are grown and gone; they don't demand as much time. But how does that make you feel that he goes, "Hey, I, I want to make sure people understand that balance really isn't understand is it's not real," but yet I want to make sure people keep their priorities in place. Well, you know, my perspective is that uh, we're in a battle. I mean, this is uh, this is uh, life or death uh, in terms of uh, reaching the lost, uh, reaching those that are sick and suffering, hungry, and um, y- you don't take a vacation in the middle of a war, in the middle of a battle. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we're we're we orient our li- I orient my life around Jesus and the mission uh, that He's given us. And uh, whether I'm at home with my family, at work, uh, at church, uh, you know, that's always top of mind. Everything is oriented around that. And Chris, as you, I mean, this, any new job always seems to be more demanding. Well, you're traveling. So you're traveling from city to city and, and it's, it's demanding. How, how much do you let Lynn speak into you and say, hey, okay, enough's enough. I'm feeling a little neglected here. I mean, how, how, how well do you let your wife go, eh, I'm going to press the button. We're going a little over the top here. Well, oh my goodness, Jim, for me, she's the ultimate, really, wisdom regulator. She pours into my life and really does help me to see when things are skewing one way or another. And and really what it's about, I think, is it's about living spiritually healthy. And as Bob just said, we don't need to be two, three different people. We don't need to be one person at church, one person at work, one person at home. No, no, we're one person who is a believer, a follower of Christ, 
And yet the demands on our life can be very difficult to manage sometimes. I'm blessed to have a wife who is a partner with me in life, but also in ministry. And that includes in some measure in National Christian Foundation as well. It's it's a lot of fun to talk about a ministry that's really making an impact. And you're becoming part of 60 Days. You're, you're just getting started on becoming part of an organization I think is great. And what I love about it is that National Christian Foundation has been discipling Christian business owners and leaders for years on this generosity journey, which those are the people... It's the people listening to this show today that are like, I, I want to do more. I, I've been given a great workplace. How do I take what I get out of my workplace? How do I make it multiply for the kingdom? And the National Christian Foundation can really help people do that. And, and that's what I love. And we, we're so well aligned and there's business people. I mean, I, I hear from business people all the time, Jim, I love what you're doing because I, I learned that I've got a National Christian Foundation. They help me understand the value of giving and generosity and it's transformed how I run my business. Yeah, sure. Well, really, think about it. I work for him. What is it about? It's about people want to make a difference, right? People want to stand for something. They want their life to count for something. And most of us have come to a place where we've realized that just accumulating more things, more titles, more more toys really isn't going to satisfy in the long run of making a difference for Christ. And as we come alongside of people, listen, we're just we're just a guide for others who God has impressed on and blessed. We are a guide to help them to fulfill the God call in their life. And that's tremendous because they want to make a difference in this world for Christ. And we're part of being able to do that. Yeah, I agree. I, just to chime in, you know, a lot of times I think what we do is uh, we're we're a ministry that tries to help people move from the third soil to the fourth soil. So if you remember the parable of the four soils, the the seed that fell amongst the thorns, uh, you know, the, the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth choked out the fruit. And yet we can move to the fourth soil where that can expand 60, 100 fold fruit. I love that mission. Bob Collins, Chris Oldorf, welcome to to uh, NCF, Chris. Glad to have you here. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thanks for sharing from your hearts. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. You know, you heard it from these guys. There is an epic battle out there for the souls of our coworkers and employees, and the enemy takes it super seriously. Are you? Are you? Go out there and check out iWorkForHim.com this weekend and join the I Work For Him nation. Thanks for listening to I Work For Him today. Just keep in mind, ultimately... I work for him.